entire episode of the Nintendo Retail Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. Join me today is Warrior Will. Stu, what are you doing? Making chocolate pudding. It's four o'clock in the morning. Why on earth are you making chocolate pudding? Because I've lost control of my life. That was pretty much my entire week with Corn to Tears of the Kingdom. Like, I just looked at my play hours and yeah, and there are people that even more, more, more have more hours than me. It's like, I've lost control of my life. Tears of the Kingdom has taken over my life. Please help. I need to be in Tears of the Kingdom Anonymous. Thank you. For those of you who do not understand that clip, that is from the legendary show Rugrats off of Nickelodeon. If you do not know what Rugrats is, look it up! Ah, uh, geez, now I feel old now. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are that old, Will. We are we are that old. Okay, I'm going to ask, I got to ask Faith here. Do you know what Rugrats is? Yes. Okay. Okay. Have okay. You watched, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Have you watched Rugrats, the original? I watched it as a kid when it came on TV, but I wasn't really like a huge fan of it. But I watched it just because, you know, back then, yeah. back then we had commercials and we didn't have subscriptions like Netflix. <laughs> so you watched what was on TV. This is so true. Oh, uh, the good old days of analog and black box cable boxes. Oh, man, remember those and, days. And you had like one TV in the whole house. And if someone, if your grandma wanted to watch that stupid Cinderella movie with Drew Barrymore called Ever After, you were stuck in that room watching Ever After. Mm-hmm. I wanted to gouge my eyes out. <laughs> there, there's pain and there's being forced to watch Ever After with your grandmother and your sister. It's like, no. No, just <laughs> uh, Scott sadly cannot be here tonight because he's eating, among other things. Mainly eating, though. Uh, the sound is so bad, though. It does, doesn't it? It does. It, it does depend on what he's eating, I suppose. Uh, and but <laughs> as you can as you can hear, Falcon Faith is here. And it sucks because, you know, Will has his nice little intro and stuff. And then Scott has my back because Scott has a simple intro with me. And now I just like the odd one out. But it's fine. I'm cool with that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if anything else, you got to go and like once you've been on many podcasts such as Todd and I, you like you pretty much figure out like what you can do in this podcast. Like, yeah, improv on the spot. Just got to do with your own thing. Yeah, I can do whatever I want to do. I oh, just choose not to. Oh, <laughs> Hold on. Did, did, you, did you hear that, Will? She's going to go the Homelander around. I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> so, we have a very interesting show for you tonight, including plenty of Tears of the Kingdom talk. And, yes, we are totally going to spend a lot of time bragging on Sony and PlayStation for that lackluster showcase. But first, what have you been playing? <laughs> And I'm actually going to start with uh, Falcon Faith first, because, boy, does she have a story to tell. Oh, I got to get this. So. Yes? I'm still on the tutorial island. (laughs) That was excellent. Uh, Who who was that mimicking? I know the Zelda character. Well, who were you mimicking, or was that just a natural expression? Yeah, uh, it was just a natural, like, a ha. So, I know there's a Zelda who does it, but it's true. She's still on the uh, the tutorial island. Uh, I will be mm-hmm. helping her off of it. I even sent her a guide that apparently wasn't <laughs> that good. 
Okay. No, it's good. Literally, do you want to know what this man does? I text him late at night, and I'm like, I need help. I can't figure this out. And he goes to a website that I work for and sends me a guide yeah. my coworker wrote. Yeah, I thought you would like that. That's <laughs> symmetry. I did, but it's like I read it, and I'm like, this is so in-depth, and you know, these people know what they're talking about, and I'm like, wow. But I'm like, also... I feel like they didn't dumb it down yet enough because yeah. apparently I am dumb when it comes to this game. I, I do admit that there are, and I've, I've had, as I admitted last week on the show, I've had to look up guides for some of the shrines, among other things. And sometimes they do go like way too in depth. Like you need to do, you need to do exactly this at exactly here. And you know, I'm like trying to react to this in real time as I'm reading it. And like, wait, what? What am I supposed to do here? But then all of a sudden they go flying off of a minecart and I hit lava. So yeah, thanks. Uh... Yeah. Also, I want to. This is a shout out to Scott wherever you are in the multiverse. There is a temple where you canonically. I mean, like as in within the lore. You canonically have to build a super freaking long bridge to get to a key area. <laughs> there is no other way that I found that you can get across it unless you build a super long bridge. And it took me three tries to do it because I kept dropping the bridge because uh... of the controls, which I'll get to. But yeah, so Scott, when you get to the fire temple, you will be in Nirvana. Because there's, uh, there's a bridge constructor simulator challenge waiting for you. Okay, so I was in the in-depth fun. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Sorry, continue, Ferris. But yes, you are still on the tutorial island. So when I read the guide, do you want to know the one thing that I learned before I'm like, yeah, this guide is like, I don't want to say it's not helping because, again, my coworker wrote it and it's actually really decent. Like, it's, it's really well written. And if I had played other Zelda games, it would be great. But I'm dumb. So anyways, the only thing that I learned from the guide was that I thought that in order to, like, go into the snow and winter areas, uh, 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 uh. you had to just have on, like, winter clothes. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll just go find Link some more clothes. No. 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 You have to, nobody told me you had to cook food. And did you not talk to the NPC, the constructs that, that kind of warn you about these things? Yeah, you kind of forgot the last episode, Will. She doesn't like reading the text. Oh, so right. she, she didn't know how to use the scope button. I bet you No, know. all I all I learned about was the um the I don't know how you say it, but like the, the little devices and stuff. I learned how to make those and that's all that I actually learned. They didn't tell me after I ride the little Minecraft short cart thingy majig up there to the top. Minecart. It's a minecart. It's a minecart. Yeah, when I ride that up there to the top to where like the, the third little shrine thingy is so I can get off the island or whatever before Todd tells me there's four and I want to kill myself. Yeah, the fourth um, easy though. You just have to teleport, which I will tell you how to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like I get up there and there's nothing to tell me anything. And so I just start trying to climb and get up there and, and then I start dying. I don't see anybody around to tell me what I'm supposed to do. After I ride on the little minecart. Mm, I mean, yeah. if anything else, Breath, uh, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom basically tells, like, no, you got to learn things. I talk to the NPCs to give you some hints to go and you know, to guide you where to. And at least in Tears of the Kingdom, the construct really do tip you off where to go. It doesn't hold your hand, but it, it definitely guides you if you're looking for it. And I'm surprised that you do not talk to constructs because, like, they do give you where to go. I need both hands held, okay? Both. 
And I, I will hold both hands, and I will take you to the edge of the island, and I'll just kick you off. And then that way, <laughs> you, you'll end up in Hyrule's eventually. <laughs> but no, I will make sure by the next podcast that she is off the island. Um, just wait, next podcast. So, Todd didn't help me off the island. Okay, hold on. I do want to mention one thing. I told her that on, on a certain day that I would help her off the island. All she had to do was text me. <laughs> To get to get offline, and I just text me when you're ready, and we'll do it. And she goes, "Okay, oh sorry, <clears throat> okay, I'll just uh, I-, I gotta go do some work, and then I'll just text you later." And I'm like, oh, "I'm at, I'm at your beck and call." And some some hours pass, and then I go on to the Discord, and then there, there was like the, our usual t- our chat with the rest of the crew, and all of a sudden she messages me. Go, she goes, "Todd, you didn't call me to help me with Zelda." I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 no." <laughs> And I even took a screenshot of the t- our personal text where I say, you need to text me to let me know that you are ready. So, I... Because... I, yeah, I know I, why... I, know why I didn't the- know what you were doing. And I'm like, no, he always texts me these certain times during the day. I'm going to wait until he texts me. And you didn't text me. So then I could be like, hey... Todd, since you're free, do you want to help me? Yeah, but she didn't do that. And then she just, like, accuses me of, like, ignoring her, which no, I never because I do. For- <laughs> no, because I forgot. And then Clearly. you popped up in the Discord, and I'm like, bro. Yeah. Where have you been? It's like, uh. see, so let this be a lesson, ladies and gentlemen. I am willing to admit when I'm wrong, as very few times as that is. But if I- you accuse me of being wrong, and I know I'm right, I will expose <laughs> you. Gosh dang it. <laughs> <laughs> the host ain't got any time for that crap. <laughs> and when I help Faith get off the island, you better believe I'm going to be on this podcast taking all the credit. <laughs> she only got off the island because of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know Just that? watch. I'm going to try again tonight. I'm going to get off the island without your help. I'm going to find a YouTube video. <laughs> I'm just gonna go to YouTube. I'm gonna find some other random it's one dude on thing the internet to watch to it. It's another thing to do it. Wow. I mean, I'm just saying. Just saying. How how can I put this succinctly? Three hours later. Todd, 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 can you please help me? This YouTube video didn't work. I need you to help me. Okay, Faith, I'll help you. Oh, Todd, I, I wouldn't be here without you. Yeah, I know, Faith. You're welcome. <laughs> Do you want to know? I told my mom about this earlier. Um, literally, Todd messaged me last night, um, and he he was like, I think it was last night or it was yesterday morning. I really don't remember. And he was like, he got the gold horse, and he I was did. like, I want to show you something. And oh, he sends me okay, a picture. Okay, okay. He named the horse after me, and I, I and, oh. and, and, and in this moment, I'm like, this is so sweet, and I and I like almost cried a little bit. I'm like, that is so sweet. No. He thought of me, and then in the back of my head, I'm like, he's mocking you <laughs> <laughs> and i'm sure you can make your own dirty joke here but it's it's exactly the one that you're thinking and when she typed it up so here's what happened i i, I sent her the picture because i wanted to make her happy and i did this out of pure love and emotion you know i'm like i know faith will adore this you know she's been talking about the horses for weeks and i'm like here's a golden horse which small spoiler it's zelda's horse it's literally zelda's golden horse because of course it is and so i get this horse and they allowed me to name it and i was gonna name it midna at first because you know my my waifu from the zelda lore but i'm like no i could do better than that see so i put you above midna so you're (laughs) welcome and then she goes Oh, and so I show her the picture, and she doesn't respond. And I'm like, crap, did I go too far? 
did I was this was this too much? Was it am I am I sending the wrong message here? And I and I type in oh pauses to wait for her response and she goes, Oh no, it's beautiful. I was just crying right now. And then she like she says like one more line and then she goes, and I kid you now she said that she goes, you, this does mean though that you technically want to ride me. Hey oh, I started crying, and then I'm like, I have to withstand myself from saying the joke that she I wanted to make. It. I did. I just to say it. I just to say it. And it didn't came from me. Find it funny? I'm like, who found it funny? Oh, I did, but it's just like I was not thinking of that joke. <laughs> I, it, that joke didn't even cross my mind until like much, much, much later. And then I'm like, no, this is just like you know, just you know, society trying to keep on me with that joke. <laughs> and, and also, and then, this will also mean as well that faith is literally carrying you in a sense. <laughs> Through through yeah. the game that I can't fit and get yeah. to even just out of the tutorial island. Yeah, it also could mean that as her uh, her. No, I'm not gonna do it. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> so so do you, do you guys want to know how much power I hold right now though? Uh. Okay. I know how the whole game ends. Don't you dare. If no, he's... I'm not going to. I just you lie. No, I do. I watched the. I watched one of my favorite streamers finish the whole game over the past twelve days. I know how the whole thing ends. You and I'm fall, and you will be forever bad to the shadow realm. <laughs> and and so every day I go to work and I'm sitting in my meeting and all of these people are playing the game and I'm just like you know I'm sitting over here the one. Do that's... not be that girl, Faith. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to. Just listen though. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like you know I'm still on the tutorial island and all these people know it, but I'm like but the power I hold that they don't know that I possess. Wait, power? <laughs> power? Uh, all right, all right. I, I'm done. I'm uh, done. Are Are you though? Are you Are you, are you done horsing around? Mm. <laughs> you can talk when you get off tutorial of islands afterwards. Yeah. So, will 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 she tell us, listeners? Will she get off the island? Yay or nay? Uh. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'll go. I'll go next because I have long since been off the island. Uh, and as of right now. I am at the uh, fourth main temple, which for me was the fire temple. Okay, Death Mountain. So, uh, yeah, but there's a big twist in it. Uh, have you got? Have you done any of the main temples? Well, I'm just asking honestly. I only have been unlocking the places. I I, I have been spoiling myself, but the, there's a thumbnail in regards, so I kind of spoiled a little bit in regards. What? I have seen. I got on YouTube and I actually checked up other people's playthroughs, and I have kind of got myself spoiled a little bit, so I do kind of know what happens in uh, Death Mountain. Oh, okay. Well, th and that's not really a big spoiler, but still. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm at I'm at a Death Mountain. I'm literally within Death. Okay, I'm gonna spoil this a little bit. So in the game, there's the Sky Islands, there's the Surface Realm, and then there's the Depths. And I've been spending a lot of time in the Depths going after uh, mm -hmm. yeah 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 the same clan. Yeah, same. It's been funny. Um, and the Fire Temple is actually in the Depths. It's awesome. Oh, I thought that was so clever. You know, and uh, there's a, just a small spoiler. One of the temples is actually on the Sky Islands, which is, I thought, another really clever way to, you know, bring all the levels of the world together. So, yeah, you watch Death Mountain explode, and then you just, like, dive, like, straight into it. And you're like, oh, this has been here the whole time? <laughs> like, okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, this is the fourth of the, the temples for me. And I, I'm not close to the end because of reasons that I know have been spoiled. But, uh the temples have been really unique. I mean, they don't play like the temples you mm -mm 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 -mm. know from past Zelda games or even the 
the sacred, sorry, the divine beasts uh, temples from before with Breath of the Wild. So they play entirely different. Um, one thing that, you know, small spoiler, it's two weeks, so we can get a little bit. Yeah, 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 spoilers. yeah. Uh, you, ha you work alongside for the four champions in these temples, whether it's uh, fire, water, air, or lightning. And it's really clever because you use their special abilities to help you activate certain things. And they even help you in battle. Like uh, when you get Sidon, because of course Sidon's back, <laughs> he gives you a water shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that can help you like either block in a single attack or you can use it against enemies and you can use it to clear up the sludge that's mucking up Zoro's domain. Um, and then with uh, Tulin, he has a wind gust attack that helps you Ca uh, carry you across long distances, which is a godsend when you're very, a uh, very useful, yeah, very uh, useful. Yeah, I, yeah, I know you can do this in any order, but do the Rito Temple first so you can get his ability full time, and it's so dang helpful, like seriously. Um, but yeah, I've been doing that, but I've been intentionally not doing the temples. Like usually, I'm the guy. Okay, I'm just gonna bust through this. You know, screw, mm -mm -mm -mm. screw the side quests. I just wanna, I need to go through the whole story. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that this time. I I know Keith won't be mad if I take longer than two weeks, though I do think I will have my review written up by tomorrow or uh, Saturday. And no, probably tomorrow. But uh, I just, I get into these side quests and I'm like, you know, yeah, I want to finish this one. I want to finish this one. I want to finish this one. And then I did one that I actually regretted. It was, uh, if you go to the Temple of Time on the surface, where like we started Breath of the Wild, there's a quest that you can do and it is so long. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually did that one yeah a few days ago, and it's like so long. And then you, and then I, ha I had trouble finishing it because of like how the depths were laid out. And thankfully, I got through it. And my reward was a heart container. I'm like, no. I had a heart container or a stamina. Yeah, oh, that's so yeah, yeah. Super stamina. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna make a joke there, but I will not. Uh, mm. yeah, I know. Faith, no, Faith knows where I was going with that. But no, but thankfully, there technically is a secondary reward. If you talk to the, the god again, you can actually do unlock a store with Pose, and you have much more options there. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes. And that brings me to a small spoiler that I do want to have here. Uh, part of my exploration was literally just me going, you know, I want to go over there. And so I go and free this village from pirates. Oh, oh, you did that one. Okay, I okay. did that one, Lomarin Village. And I, there's an island right off the coast where right next to the, the dagger geoglyph. And I'm just like, yeah, I want to go to that island. Why the heck not? So I, I build a small boat. It takes me forever to get there, but I get it there because I only have one battery. I totally need to get more batteries. Um, and I get there, and I'm like, okay, so what am I doing on this island? And it's like, oh, yeah, hey, I'm with the construction crew, and I got to... You know, there, I think there's pirates here, and I need to get get rid of them so we can, you know, call this place, you know, explore. And I go, yeah, okay. So I go and just root through the three bases. I find, like, a crap ton of bananas. Like there are oh, so oh is it Eventide Island? Yeah. Yeah, Eventide Island. And so I'm like, okay. And so I clear out all the pirates, and then I go, oh, yeah, by the way, there's this pirate ship. I just saw it pull in. Why don't you go find that? And I'm like, fine. So I clear out the pirate ship, and I'm like, there's got to be a, a shrine here. There's no shrine on this island. <laughs> and then it was like hidden in the pirate's cave because of course it was. And then I'm like, okay, here's a depth spot. So let me go to the depths. And so I jump down and there's this Coliseum there. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. And so uh -oh. I go inside and there's a treasure chest. I'm like, okay, that's, that's cool. Let's find this, what the treasure chest is. And then like, I have to fight this, these large waves of enemies. And it, it was- Yeah, the gauntlet. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah, took yeah. me a try or two. And I'm like, 
please be something good. And inside the treasure chest was Minda's helm. And I'm like, oh! Uh, yeah, 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 yep, 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 yep. I love it. I, I totally wear it just because, even when I'm not in the depths, because, you know, Minda forever. But uh, it was just like, that was so rewarding. And there are mm-hmm. other pieces to, of, like, Legend of Zelda lore that you can Ye- find in these various places. Like, I've gotten something from Wind Waker. I saw someone with the classic green tunic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all over the place. Like, that's so rewarding because I was like, okay, where are all these other things? Where are all these other <laughs> hidden treasures that you can find? And, you know, what, where will these side quests lead us? It's so rewarding more times than not there are a few that aren't rewarding but more times than not it's rewarding <laughs> and yeah just for a quick uh, tw- tip as well like because you if you go to sky islands and actually beat them the giant constructs you do and open their chests you do oh, unlock the map that actually does uh, uh mark uh, where in the desk you can find these treasures and yeah like in, in case you don't want to like buy extra for the amiibo just to get an easy access like all the costumes are um can be earned in the deaths so they can even find a links links awakenings mask to get that uh, that's a blank face mask so you can definitely get that i just <laughs> yeah but it's just i'm just enjoying this game so much like i'm even looking forward to playing this game after i'm done reviewing it because there's just so much to do and there are certain side quests i'm like oh yeah i haven't gone and helped the monster squad in a while and Mm-mm. uh i know there's like a, this gerudo that's looking for statues and i need to go help her out and i've just got i barely touched goron city because of the situation that's going on there and i know there's gonna be like more quests within that so like every main area has like oh can you do this oh can you do this for me like can you help me with this and uh there's so many references to both Breath of the Wild and all the mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. It's just so well made, as we'll talk about a little bit later. And I'm just I'm just having so much fun playing this. And I actually feel bad. I really do feel bad for Faith because we're talking about all this great stuff we're doing and she's still stuck on the tutorial island. <laughs> I always die. I don't understand why I die so much. Because you're doing it the wrong way. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Uh I will say that I do I'm not gonna give it a perfect score. Uh I I, mm. I have to put my foot down here because much like with Breath of the Wild, I think that some people just got a little too wrapped up in the splendor and wonder of it all. First and foremost, while I love like the ultra hand ability, it can be sometimes a bit difficult to get things to do what the heck you wanted to sure, do. Sure, 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 sure. I can't tell you how many times I've like tried to build something that's just like a simple thing, and then like I I'm off by a fraction of an inch, and it just like shunts everything over. I'm like, that's not what I wanted. So you have to grab it, you have to literally shake it off, and then reattach it and hope it works. I told you about the bridge falling thing. I literally had the bridge lined up, I dropped it down, and it bounced. I'm like, are you kidding me? And it dropped right into a lava pit. So I had to start all over again. I'm like, no. and i have many stories like that and there are other times where it's so easy to where you think you're going to activate one thing but because of the abilities you have you accidentally activate another and uh while fusion is great when you're doing it with arrows and you have a very large inventory it could be a pain yeah yeah yeah, because like for example i ran out of bomb flowers one time and bomb flowers i had at the beginning of my thing so it would be like right next to the bright bloom seeds so later on, when I ran out, I had to go find some more. So now they're at the back end of my inventory. So if I want to switch from a bomb flower to a bright bloom seed for the depths, I have to go all the way. <laughs> and that's just like 
no, that's so annoying. And and because it's because it's in single file line, I feel they should have just kept the whole drop like the six by six drop down screen. That would have made things so much easier. And there, it, it's these little things that I feel hold it back from true perfection. And while uh, just speaking about the geoglyphs, I do I have completed that. I have gotten all the geoglyphs, and and I I like where the story is headed. I still wonder if this was the best way to go. I would have been fine with, say, oh, I don't know, a playable Zelda section. <laughs> like, li a, a literal Link to the Past, or, you know, Zelda in the Past in this case. Uh, spoilers! So, there's just, there there are little things that feel hold it back. It's still magnificent, though. It's so bloody awesome. I, I love this game, and it, if it wins Game of the Year, it totally has my support, unlike certain other Game of the Year nominees. I'm talking to you, Chop Keeley. You know what you've done. So, Hades totally should have won that one year. Uh, <laughs> I agree. Oh yeah, thank you. But seriously, this game is so awesome. If you somehow haven't played in the in the last two weeks, do do so. You you deserve it. It's it's a game that will happily absorb your time. Oh, it has. Like when the when the play logs uh, the update was released for the for all the players, like yeah, okay, how many hours have I lost to sleep to? Like you basically only have had forty hours during the time we last talked. Yeah, me I think I'm closer to fifty now, but even still, like that's and that's with me sometimes staying up till like two o'clock at night in the morning. Like I gotta get through this. I gotta get through this side quest. I will not end this tonight. All the side quest being open. So yeah, I, I I am that guy. Like I'll play for like a half hour, and then it's like two hours later. Yeah, that's pretty much what this game does to you. Like, you play for a little bit, like, okay, I gotta go there. Like, okay, go through, exploring, getting sidetracked constantly. And like, oh, it's only been three hours already? Huh? It's like, it's just crazy how much this game can contain. And yeah, just just to add on to to your part, um, Todd, like, when I looked at my planet, I was like, I was playing straight on weekends and I, I've hit that 80 hour mark. And during this past weekend, I did find it Nadra, the, the the ice dragon, and I was like, I, 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 when I just, uh, went back to Kakariko Village and uh, went into just with the dragons, like, yeah, I just basically sat on the dragon's head and just like w did a full two cycle flight on Nadra's back, just like, okay, just taking in the sights, just it was so an experience, like, yeah, riding on dragon's back, just taking in the sights of both uh, Hyrule and the deaths, it just. <laughs> But also sprinkling like a few odd um bright blooms in the desert to light up the way. And yeah, I also managed to go and get the, the auto build ability from the Yigas. Uh, so yeah, seeing Koga oh, yeah. once again. Oh, I want to pause here because I've had so much problems with auto build. Like it's not as intuitive as it should be. I couldn't build a simple scaffolding with the pieces like right in front of me. I don't know what I was doing wrong. Like, come on. Mm -mm, right, right, and even with the like the Giga schematic, you you get in the devs like it, there is some things that is a little bit tricky here and there because like when they first face it, the Giga um Koga once again like oh oh oh, oh he has a rocket truck what do we do and like, oh wait a minute the, the the snare I forgot it came it came with it and so I just place the snare and like oh that works it's like okay that that uh, tire trap that was a great thing but yeah like. Oh, the auto build itself is definitely tricky, and like now I'm just trying to like figure out like the, make the, these crazy creations, these Gundams, and literally just a few minutes ago, someone actually made a Metal Gear Rex. I was gonna tell you about that. Like, who who does that? Who just says, you know what? I I want to make a Metal Gear Rex in Tears of the Kingdom, and then they do it. <laughs> and then I'll, I want to top that because Faith is here. I saw someone make a giant dog-faced car. <gasps> 
Now, when I say giant dog face car, I mean they made like you know a simple body for the dog. They put like a dog face, and then the feet were wheels, and then they just rode on the body of the dog as it drove around. That's so cute. Yeah, if I, if I find that tweet again, I, I will send it to you. But I'm just like between that and the Metal Gear Rex, like people just there is such thing as too much fun, people. <laughs> and like try, you are trying too hard to be fun. And like they also ma uh, made these like crazy torture boxes. Like yeah, you see those squad of like the King Bacoblin with the squad of uh, Coblins. Like no, just drop it on them and just literally make a torture box to like yeah, you're in my trap now. And like like all these crazy contraptions and of course like the the mechs Gundams. Like I cannot wait once I um upgrade my uh energy cells to actually make these things. I mean I have thankfully my my death adventures have like. Uh, I increased my uh, energy cells. Uh, I think like f four or five battery cells, or something of that sort. But yeah, I'm just like once I get back to explore the depth scan and just basically re uh, mine once again. I've I cannot wait to like try out these things. But like uh, going back on topics, like the, my, what I've been basically doing these past eighty hours is basically like I just been doing some shrines. I I think I've hit it to the point of like. Uh, 12 hearts right now if i remember correctly on my play on play file so i'm just doing that and if anything else like i have done well yeah i'm um, just as a spoiler uh sp slight spoiler but like you do once you get like the champions uh finish up the champions main temples you get like the ability and it signalizes uh, a part in each of your fingers you have five fingers so there is one more temple which i actually have done way ahead of time and like that fifth partner that you get is like Oh, and he, that part of it is Careful. actually pr huh? Careful. It's like I I haven't gotten there yet. I know, I know, I know. Like, but as a yeah, but that fifth partner is like, oh, that's clever. And that and the boss fight you fight in that main, hidden temple, <laughs> yeah, you, you'll be you'll be very surprised with anything else. And like, and basically that's part of if you have that trouble of fusing and have no place to fuse your weapons. This part of it was going to be very helpful. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it that much. But uh, aside from that, and we had to get to the news. But basically, uh, yeah, personally for me, I've just been exploring Kakariko Village, just doing that. And if anything else, my next goal is probably just going to be heading into um, the Lost Words to get the Master Sword before I, I do any of the main temples. So I think that's pretty much my next main goal. But overall, yeah, as you said, Todd, Tears of the Kingdom, I've just been losing it. That's just been everywhere, and of course, they're doing the, the Great Plateau. All that is like ah, so much things, and of course, I'm not. I am not looking forward to facing against the Gliox, those three-headed dragons. Oh, I am not looking forward to that. I have refused to fight them. I found multiple ones, and I have refused to fight all of them. I'm like, I mean, Pass. once I upgrade my armor, once I find the Great Fairies, upgrade my stuff, and all that, sure. Uh, or like, because there isn't an armor set, you um, you do get an armor that actually take. If you don't take hits as long as you wear, as long as you have cash on you, a la the the Twilight uh, ar rupee armor. If yeah. you remember that armor, yeah, 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 yeah. There, there is that kind of armor in this game, and I do have it when facing up against like um uh that uh the aftermath of the the, the gloom hands. So yeah, definitely a good useful item. Oh yeah, I died by the gloom hands recently. It was not fun. It is they not just fun. They randomly showed up. They weren't even. The, it wasn't even in the depths. And they just showed up, and I'm like trying to fight them, and then like you know you, you try and kill one, and it's like a hydra head. Or, like you have to kill it on all sides. I'm like this. Oh, it sucks so bad, Will. And uh, yeah, when so I actually, last night when I was faced, like I was traveling, like oh shoot, gloom hands, and like oh no no no, we are not doing this. And I just break out the bombs, like bomb arrows, like bomb arrows, bomb arrows, bomb arrows. <laughs> like yeah. no, we are not doing this. And at this point, I had like a hundred bomb arrow bombs. So yeah, I was like no, I'm not. How, no, take how did all you my have bombs. 100 bombs. 
heck, as people know, bomb bombs flowers are very useful, and I just like stockpile everything, like Fair unless enough. you really have to use. Them. Yeah, I I ran out of bomb arrows more than once, and that's another problem I have with the game because we had the bomb Sheikah slate. Uh, yeah, yeah, bomb yeah, room yeah. Last time, I never had to worry about bombs, but now I have to. Like, oh, how many bombs do I have left? And there's like this one stockpile that you can't really get unless you have like the perfect amount of bombs or a certain ability. And I didn't have it, so I've like I like abandoned that quote unquote stockpile that's awaiting me. I'm just like, that's so mean. <laughs> and also, getting to the great fairies is hard because you have to do a whole other side quest to find a whole bunch of people just to unlock the dang great fairies. I'm like, that's not fair. Yeah, like those musicians. Uh, that's gonna be a pain. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, overall, or, or like if you haven't heard already, like people doing that um, duplication glitch, like of getting the items to like getting more, basically getting many diamonds, all that, all that to break the game. I mean, some people have done it, but I've seen. But yeah, about that <laughs> breaking news um, from our own Scott, who's apparently done eating, I guess. Uh, there is a update 1.1.2 that has apparently gone out for Tears of the Kingdom, and it has patched out the duplication glitch. Uh... And I was going to try it soon because I wanted to duplicate some diamonds to get extra rupees, but apparently I cannot. And I tried actually a second duplication glitch, and it didn't work for me, so whatever. It wasn't meant to be, I suppose. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I must confess, I have done the duplication glitch, and right now I am swimming in diamonds at the point right now I have about like 15,000 rupees in oh, my wallet. <laughs> so I can take hits of what my rupee are if anything else. <laughs> jerk. All right. Uh... But yeah, there. This game is incredible. Stay tuned for my review. It'll go up either Friday or Sat, probably Saturday. But uh, the game's gonna get a good review. I promise you. So enjoy it. And if you're, you know, still stuck on the tutorial island, like certain someone we know, you know, there is something awaiting you outside the island. I recommend while you're stuck on the island to collect mushrooms because yeah. if you're like me, you're gonna die a lot. And you're gonna get hurt a lot, and you're gonna need the mushrooms to get your health back up. Oh, that's another thing I want to complain about the the damage ratio for certain enemies is just bull. Like I'm sorry. Like I'm in the fourth temple. I have 16 hearts. I got hit by a construct that took like three hits for me to kill, and it, they took like seven hearts out with one arrow shot. I'm like, no, it's not fair. Like you have to cook and have all these meals, and, or the or the special armor to you know take like more than three hits. I'm like, that's not fair. Let him cook. Let, yes, exactly. Let me cook. Let him cook. <laughs> Let's go Walter White on this. Someone's been cooking. So, anyway, we now shift to the news. Yes, we are back doing the regular format for tonight. Uh, and we have some interesting news pieces. So, it's time to go down the warp pipe. And first, Tears of the Kingdom. Because, of course, we are. So, there's two pieces of news. One is actually going to be a part of our main event tonight, but the second piece of Zelda news I want to talk about is after the release of the game, A.G. Inuma did this really in-depth interview with the Washington Post. And in it, he noted that the February trailer for the Tears of the Kingdom game did not generate as much hype and anticipation as Nintendo wanted. And that was what led them to doing the gameplay demo. <laughs> and if you recall, ladies and gentlemen, when that trailer did come out during the the first Nintendo Direct of 2023, we here at NEP said exactly that. <laughs> we said it was just a trailer. It told us, like, nothing new. I even rewatched the trailer, and I'm like, yeah, I can see why we said that. The only, like, new development was we heard Ganon's voice for the first time. 
That was if we didn't see him, we just heard him. And everything else was either like Link fighting people, Link going across Hyrule. We saw the vehicles, but we didn't understand what they were about. And so Anuma was like, yeah, they released a trailer and people didn't understand like what the game was really about. So that's when we decided to do the gameplay demonstration. And lo and behold, after they did that, the hype went way, way up. Oh, geez, like, just giving a tidbit versus giving us a whole freaking gameplay trailer and demonstration. Yeah. Oh, which one serves a better marketing value? I wonder. Well, I'll, I'll be partially fair to them before I completely destroy them. Um, the, the, the motto is show, don't tell. But the problem with that is that if you don't tell us enough, we're not going to get it. You know, like, there's a reason that a joke has to work a certain way to be funny. You have to, you know, lure people in and say, like, okay, this is what's going to happen. Then you t change your expectations with the punchline. Oh, unless it's one of my bad puns, which is, it's always funny. Eternally. Always. Right, Faye? Yes. There you go. See, she knew what the, she knew what the right answer was. Um, but with this game... Whenever, whenever Todd asks me something, the correct answer is always, yes, Todd. <laughs> it's like one time it was like one time when I was at a funeral home what? and this preacher this preacher was talking to us as a group after our family member just died why did he say this I don't remember but he was like you know I learned this with my wife and he's like I've been married for many years now and he's like do you always say yes dear and the only time that you say no dear is when she's asked does this outfit make me look fat that is huh. the only time that you say no dear every other time it is yes dear <laughs> uh, huh. so just to be clear to make a canon anytime i ask you something that's a yes or no question the correct answer is yes right that is the answer that you would like to receive so yes, yes. okay then so <laughs> So then I will be asking you a question later tonight, and you know what the, you know what the question is, Faith, and you better answer yes, and then we can make arrangements to you get adopted. So moving on. Um, <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, uh, she knows she knows she knows the joke, but the uh, see I lost completely lost track of this conversation. Oh, uh, I'm good at that. I'm good at that. Yes, she is. Ajinuma, <laughs> we were talking Ajinuma. Yeah, Ajinuma. But going back to the trailer, could you imagine? where we would be, even with the great story trailer, because the story trailer that came out before the launch was great. It's like that helped us understand more of the game. But could you imagine where we would be if we just found out like maybe a few days beforehand, like through the previews about like the ultra hand and the fuse ability? Like it wouldn't it wouldn't feel the same because we're like, wait a minute, so wait we can now we can move things and merge things and create things, whatever we want. So it's almost un it's almost unfathomable that they didn't do the gameplay direct. They mm -hmm. almost did because they're like, oh, this these trailers will work. No. no. I mean, if anything else, like if they probably should have taken cues from like Sakurai's direct Smash Directs, like, oh, showing up the gameplay of each fight and all that. Yeah, that's what got us so excited. Of course, the natural with me, the me fighters and all that. And like, yeah, if they did that a little bit sooner, yeah, probably could have carried that high form a lot more time. But like, yeah. In February, is like a, just that teaser and all of that. So it was like, oh, a scrap after scrap after scrap and dripping us. Like, yeah. It was just so basic. And I mean, even now looking back, I can get more information from it because I've played the game and I've seen the cutscenes. And I actually just saw one that happened in the beginning of the trailer. And I'm like, okay, so this is what happens. And this is, this is how that, why I was looking at it this way and all that. But 
without that gameplay direct, our appreciation for the game beforehand just wouldn't be the same. Because a lot of people would have said, like, man, they're just doing Breath of, Viol Breath of the Wild, but, but with, you know, some story changes. But no, this is entirely different, and we knew that the moment we saw the gameplay direct. So, sometimes you gotta fail to succeed, which is another part of our main event, I suppose. That's what I'm doing in, in, in Legend of, in, in Tears of the Kingdom right now. Yeah. Well, you're failing. I'm failing until I succeed. Well, you mean before I help you succeed? Possibly. <laughs> no, no. Yes, yes, Todd. Yes, Todd. Yes, Todd. Yes, yes Todd. Todd. <laughs> no, 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 you're, no, your place. No, your place. Uh, but uh, that sounded that sounded meaner than I intended. Know uh, <laughs> your place. Your soul is mine. Uh. We can talk about Mortal Kombat 1. But I guess we'll save that for later. Um, <laughs> the other piece of news that I know that a lot of people are surprised about was that, technically speaking, Tears of the Kingdom was done in 2022. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But Enuma felt that it was important to not just polish the game, but make sure that the physics all worked as intended. And that's why he delayed it March of last year. So he intentionally delayed it a year just to make sure it was good enough to launch what a concept <laughs> yeah like oh delay a game and to make it so much better would ha have a greater effect oh geez like what a great grand concept idea <laughs> yeah yeah we're going to go into greater detail with this but uh in the main event but let's just say right now ag and numa thank you that was mm. the right call uh, and, and just going back to our gameplay experiences i have not had many frame rate drops i think i've had like one and it was in a this really weird area so i don't mind that but in the sky in the depths when i'm falling to hyrule from the skyview towers you know it's fine mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah very round, very fine. steady yes you know and the gameplay is flawless I, the physics yeah i think there could have been a few other tweaks but that's just because of how it handles, you know, again, like setting things up, you know, your fraction of an inch off and blah, blah, blah. But for what it is, it's still very, very intuitive, more or less. So, and clearly people are doing well enough to make Metal Gear Rexes and Gundams and bomber planes. So, you know, the possibility, they clearly made it worthy enough that the, because if this was broken, if the, like the building fusion system was broken, oh my gosh, the game would not be the same. It, like people would, intentionally not touch it because it's like oh this sucks this isn't working like it should you know blah 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 but because it took the time to make sure it worked it's like the best thing ever mm -hmm. we haven't even mentioned about torturing the koroks <laughs> <laughs> and there are oh, many ways oh oh i gotta talk about that actually we do have to talk about that so uh as we mentioned last on last week's podcast there are a, a group of gamers you know who you are who are determined to torture the koroks with all that they have I understand your impulse, but I myself have never done that. That being said, on Twitter, like, was like Monday or Tuesday or something, I got a message from PETA. Oh, yes. Yes, I kid, I, we kid, I kid you not. Yes, I can vouch for this story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I posted it because I could not believe it. But yes, I personally got, here it is. It's from PETA, and I even made sure it's the actual people for ethical treatment of animals. He goes, at guardians underscore comic. From the desk of Hylians for the ethical transport of Koroks, please enjoy this guide to escorting our leafy friends safely throughout and above Hyrule. 
and it shows me a, it's a video and it's like i got sent on the 19th so the day after the last podcast but yeah i was I, and i have never posted a video of uh me torturing koroks i have never done a torture korok thing yet but yeah, I got messaged by freaking PETA. And if I got messaged by PETA, a whole bunch of gamers got messaged by PETA. Like, what the heck? Yeah, like, look, PETA, I get it. You also did the same thing for Animal Crossing. You kind of did a protest of, like, fishes in a museum, which that's kind of the point of a museum. I'm like, oh, no, release the captivity. Like, okay, what? And then now you go with the, and well again if you want to go deep very deep into this thing again quarks aren't really well quote unquote animals they are the spirit of the young children who are invested in the lost woods <laughs> so yeah totally different totally different <laughs> like I, I just couldn't believe it because it's like PETA literal PETA was messaging me and again i had never posted a video you can check my timeline i have never posted a video of torturing Korox. i don't even think i've liked any uh, maybe i liked one maybe but yeah i got messaged by PETA. <laughs> this, this is the world we live in ladies and i mean the only probably one i haven't tortured any Koroks myself but i think the only time I actually quote-unquote torture is like did the whole uh model 64 penguin drop like yes <laughs> that's probably my, my my only offense if anything else uh, yeah and then you have me. I'm over here picking up. I'm like, oh, look at the little baby. And then I put it inside of the the, the little um, mine cart. And then I'm like, oh, I need to hit this fan for it to work. And then it flips out thinking I'm about to whack it. And then I feel bad. I'm like, oh, I thought I was going to hit it. <laughs> Too bad. Yeah. So, yeah, that, the Tears of the Kingdom is wild, ladies and gentlemen. Like, do you suppose if if they if the game wins game of the year that Peta's gonna protest because of the Koroks? I will not put it past them. We here at Peta do not appreciate game uh Tears of Game getting game of the year because of the unethical treatment of the Koroks by the gamers. Like, oh my gosh, that'd be so hilarious. <sighs> Good times. Moving on. So next up we have Bayonetta Origins. And I think, well, what what do we have to talk about here? Well, uh, the team of Platinum Games, visit, specifically Will's favorite person ever, Hideki Kamiya, who I'm sure still has him blocked on Twitter, uh, reveal the actual origins of Bayonetta Origins. And it's not what you'd think. Now, we've seen like how the team came together, but the actual spark technically came from Nintendo. So during a chat with Famitsu, Hideki Kamiya said, quote, It all began when talking with Nintendo about Bayonetta 3. When it came time to release Bayonetta 3, we talked about the idea of planning to add a little something extra. Lots of ideas were thrown around, and Nintendo suggested something along the lines of a Bayonetta prequel minigame. Not wanting to pass up the opportunity, Inaba, who was director of the game, uh, requested, if we're going to do this, let's make a full project and not a minigame. And with that, it began. End quote. Or in other words, it has begun! <laughs> uh, but yeah... Nintendo made a, a very slight suggestion, and we got a, a fairy tale prequel game out of it. What a world. <laughs> now, to be fair, Hideki also commented that he had had ideas about a prequel game in the past, but he didn't want to bring it up. Uh, but when Nintendo brought it up, he knew he couldn't pass up the opportunity, which I do not blame him. Second, he's also had numerous other spin-off ideas for the Bayonetta franchise, including a game about Jean, which we almost got one time on the 3DS before that project got canceled. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and he also wants to do a Bayonetta fighting game. I mean, they can't, well, I mean, not a, a full-on Bayonetta fighting game, but I still remember Anarchy Reigns back in the day on the PS3 days, and like they had, they had Bayonetta. That was the closest thing we had to a, a, a quote-unquote Bayonetta fighting game. Yeah. But yeah, it, like if they decide to do a full-on fighting game, I mean, again, Rodan, all that. I mean, heck, I still want them to bring a sequel to Anarchy Reigns, but again, that's a big, messy thing on Sega and all that, so... But uh, Bayonetta fighting game, oh, man, that would be I don't think they have something. enough characters. I just don't. Not enough for a roster, if anything else, sure. It'd be a very small roster. Okay, guys, let's let's say when we got, of course, Bayonetta with Jean, Luca, because you got to throw him Rodan. in. Rodan. Rodan, that's four. Uh, her father, the Lumen Sage, that's five. I'll be generous. Um, who was the god character from the second game? Um, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, whatever. The, the kid who has the god powers. So that's that's six. Uh, I guess Singularity. That's seven. If you want to be mean, uh, you could throw in Luca's wolf form. That's eight, I think. Uh, there's just not many because not much. In the, yeah, yeah, like there is like some character. I'm like, Heck, if they even want to go ahead and put an Enzo, which that would be yeah. Something. Oh yeah, how would I would how would you have Enzo fight? I mean, he's never been aggressive in this game. He's he's the whining character. He's a Joe Pesci. He's a Joe Pesci. That's <laughs> like, what do you mean I'm funny? Tell me how you think I'm funny. Am I here to amuse you? Uh, watch Goodfellas. Actually, don't just watch that clip. It's really funny. But. Yeah, I don't know if they could do that, but he has has said that he wouldn't mind Bayonetta being in Mortal Kombat because, and I quote, I want to see her finished. <laughs> uh, I mean, we, we kind of would do that, but again, we, we they, unfortunately, due to some uh, unintentional leaks, we already have kind of a, a good, decent roster of who is coming to Mortal Kombat, so no Bayonetta as of yet. Yeah, I will say just to talk about the, in the spirit of Hideki Kamiya, if he did get to see her dot 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 finished in the game, that would be a different kind of uh, Umbran climax. <laughs> but I'm... There you go. <laughs> I, 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 had, I had to work it in, ladies and gentlemen. So, we'll, we'll see. And if, but if you haven't enjoyed Bandit... If you haven't seen... Sorry, if you haven't played Bandit Origins, I do recommend it. I gave it a good review on the site. Go check it out. Uh, it's, it's worth it. And I'm glad this simple suggestion re- resulted in a fully-fledged game. Next up, we're going to talk about Daddy Sakurai, Faith's oh. favorite person ever. Right, Faith? Yes, Todd. Yes, because he's the father of what character? Kirby, Todd. Among others, but yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, he's the father of Kirby. So he, in an episode I have been waiting for for months, like literally, he talked finally about Super Smash Brothers Brawl on the Nintendo Wii and everything that went into it. And there were very fascinating things that he mentioned about this. Number one, this game almost didn't happen the way we know it because Mr. Iwata, rest in peace, uh, asked him to direct the game and he later told him, Iwata later told Sakurai, if he had declined to direct the game because he was independent by that point, they wouldn't have made Brawl, they would have made a melee port. Oh... Yeah. Glad we dodged that bullet. (laughs) (laughs) And and in fact, Sakurai said he was glad he did do it because he wanted to keep tweaking the characters that he had plus the new ones. And if he didn't, they would have just poured them exactly as they were. So 
Hooray for Sakurai. Don't ever leave us. Mm -mm. Nope. Stay as much as you can within this world of, 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 of Yeah, rest however long you need to for before the next Smash Brothers game, okay? Like we need you, okay? No ports. This this franchise has never been ported. Let's not start now. <laughs> Alright, the second interesting thing. Uh the online play. Yep, yep, yep. I definitely want to talk about this because Sakurai, among saying that Smash Brothers is not a fighting game, it is. Sorry, Sakurai, you're wrong on this one. It is. He did not want online play. He just didn't. And not because the Wii wasn't going to be able to do it to the level it should have been. And as we all know, that was a big drawback of the game, despite it occasionally working. Uh, he felt that Smash Brothers was best when you're playing it with friends and family on, you know, on the couch or on the floor in your house in front of your television. Not online with random people you don't know. Not to mention, when you lose to people you don't know, you kind of lose confidence, which is something I know all about. Uh, all, mm. the all my other fighting games that I, I won and lost, yep, I know the feeling. Yep. So, and even Sakurai was amazed when he actually got the online to work. <laughs> That's how little faith he had in it. He's like, oh, we actually can make this work. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> to some degree. To some to degree. Some yeah, degree. yeah. Oh, it, it, had, it took a couple generations to at least get to a good enough level. And that, that's an insult on Nintendo, not as so much Sakurai, because he had to work with what he got. But he also said a very fascinating line where he's like, I didn't bring this up because they told me to do it, and I did it. Because that's what you're supposed to do. Well, in this in this capacity, I agree with you, Daddy Sakurai. Uh, he, he was told, hey, we need to make this work online. Okay. And he did. So another, another thing that was interesting was the speed, which is something that many, many people have bashed Brawl mm -mm 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 -mm. for, because compared to Melee, it's a, very, it's a slower pace. But why is it a slower pace? Because that's what Daddy Sakurai wanted, gosh dang it. <laughs> All right, He admitted that Melee was so fast and precise at times that only the veteran players than the ones who are dedicated gamers could really master it and bring it out to its highest potential. And they actually got rewarded for that with Carpal Tunnel. Uh... <laughs> it's true. That's what he said. But he wanted the Brawl to be a more casual experience so that everyone could play. And that's why he lowered the speed, made it a little less technical, and something that everyone could enjoy. And despite what people say about Brawl, it's technically the second best-selling game of the franchise if you don't merge the sales of the Wii U and 3DS games together. So clearly he did something right. Also Ike's in the game, so instant win. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I. So it's just I love these videos of Sakurai. He is so eloquent how he talks about everything. Yeah. I, I loved how he broke this game down. Like I I, I could have watched a, a video twice as long as it was. It was seven minutes. I could have watched for like a half hour just him talking about how <laughs> you know. Yeah, just again from all his demonstrations and all the videos have you done so far. Like yeah, you just can't get tired of hearing Daddy Sakurai and Masahiro Sakurai's just words of wisdom. I mean heck I just even saw like he even got like that um very expensive uh, Optimus Prime or auto Autobot in in his household and it's like yeah I know Keith I think Keith also has one like yeah just press it and it automatically transforms like he just been playing that and like look Sakurai can do anything he wants now he's good and like yeah you want to post post on cat videos by all means post cat videos and want to show off his toys by all means sure like show off his entire figure collection he can do anything basically on YouTube yep and my hope though my hope 
is that in the future when he's got like maybe a lull, he does a history of himself and addresses it directly to Faith so that she will know the entire history of Daddy Sakurai and she can never ever say that I, I don't know who that is, Todd. I don't know who that is. This, that would be forever a famous moment here in the NFP. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You need to you need to acknowledge Daddy Sakurai faith. You know, it's just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just having flashbacks of that time I trolled you when you were talking about him with me through text. And I'm like, who? Yeah. <laughs> this I'm was like, after, wait, who's this that? After the reveal, but yes. And then he sends me like a picture or something. I'm like, who? He's like, you're joking, aren't you? I don't know what you're talking about, Todd. Uh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. She was toyed with my emotions. <laughs> so. But yeah, long, long live Daddy Sakurai, and I look forward to seeing his next video. Well, he also just did one on about canceled games, and another fascinating topic. He also hinted that there are so many canceled games we don't know about that it would shock us, and that's a story I want to hear. Like, what ones does he know about that we never heard about getting canceled? Like, hmm. So, all right, next up, we okay, this one's for me. It's for all you wrestling fans. It's actually perfectly timed because they're about to have a big pay-per-view this weekend. AEW Fight Forever. We finally got a release date. It's June 29th, which is two days after the uh, Forbidden Door 2 pay-per-view, uh, which I sadly will not be going to because it's in Canada and my passport's expired. Uh, <laughs> true story. Uh, also, I just don't want to go to Canada right now. So I'm very excited for this game because I really enjoy AEW. I am actively, actively trying to work for AEW. It's been hard. It's because my timing just always seems to suck when I pitch them things. Um, also a true story. But it, I'm just glad this game is coming because it's been in the works for years. The ESRB has been trying to screw them over. Like, I don't know what is the ESRB's deal, but they kept saying, like, there was, like, too much blood or whatever. And I'm like, it's a wrestling game. What do you want? Like, we want you to be like WWE. Screw that. <laughs> That's why AEW is born, because they didn't want to be like WWE. So, for all you wrestling fans, it's coming out for PC and console, including the Switch, on June 29th. I hope you all enjoy it. It's more of a wrestling style, a wrestling arcade style game. So much like the old school ones, like Fire Pro Wrestling or No Mercy 2000. You know, the the the, the ones that you grew up on was like, this is just fun to play. That's what they're going for. And I think they're really going to nail it. So enjoy. Uh, next up is, I'm going to let Faith take the reins on this one, which I think is a first for the show. Uh, please inform everyone about the quote unquote Pokemon update. Are you talking to me? I said Faith. I definitively... It will cut out, Todd. Oh, God. Fine. He, yes, he wants Faith. to attack me. Did y'all see that, Will? You saw that. He tried to attack me because I didn't hear him. If I if I wanted to attack you, you know. <laughs> okay. So, basically, you know, I want to have you know, I wrote all this. First off, Pokemon made... Um, the Pokemon company made a tweet on Twitter talking about how we were finally going to get support for... Um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet for Pokemon Home. So we're actually going to be able to transfer Pokemon back and forth between them two, like we can, you know, with Sword and Shield and Brilliant Pearl and what is it, Shining Diamond? What? Yes, Shining no. Diamond, Brilliant Pearl. <laughs> no, wait, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Not so we were actually going to be able to do that. Different topic. <laughs> mm. Um, so I'm trying to think what was the date that they, they said in the tweet it was May 24th I think 
I can't remember. I'm pretty sure that I shared it with y'all, but I can't remember. So basically, they said that we were going to get it this week, at least, though. We were going to get it this week. And I remember I wrote an article about it and everything. Like There was an official tweet. And so then, I think it was like the next day, we literally get a tweet from the Pokemon company again, letting us know that they didn't mean to put the date on there. And that the date was still being determined for when we were going to get this update for us to be able to transfer our Pokemon from Scarlet and Violet to Pokemon Home. Yeah, I saw that unfold because I actually wrote about it for another website. I'm like, oh yeah, this is about to get, you know, a major, a major, major update. Like, congrats! And then the next day, I'm like, then they're like, oh, we made a mistake. And I'm like, okay, how? So then again, knowing how Pokemon Scarlet and Violet launched, you know, them making mistakes big time is not unprecedented. <laughs> and now, like, literally, like right before the podcast. They announced that on uh, it's the 29th that the update will come. So we'll see if that holds. Yeah, but I'm just sitting here. I'm like, everybody wrote their articles. It was all over the internet. And then I'm like, how? I don't know. Maybe I don't understand how this works. But I'm like, how do you make an announcement saying, hey, this update is coming this day from the official team to the next day? We made a mistake. Like, our bad. That didn't happen. You didn't see anything. I know. And I'm just like crap now i have to go and make another article and being like hey y'all remember that thing i said yesterday yeah about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh look like sometimes things happen sometimes delays happen we we're, we're fine with that but what the heck you know you say like hey this is happening this date no it's not like the next day, though, it's not like it was like, okay, a week, okay, something come up, it's not happening. I'm talking about the next day, we made a mistake. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? How? Do, how? I don't know. I don't understand. I was devastated. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. And thankfully, thankfully, they, they figured it out. Uh, mm -hmm. But still, like that, this is just the latest in a long line of mistakes by the Pokemon company. Mm -hmm. And the fans are like going crazy about this in, in the in the good way because now they're starting to realize that the Pokemon Company like aren't the best, <laughs> and, and Game Freak is has been like pressured to do things that they weren't either weren't ready for or you know. And again, we're going to relate about this in our in our main event in a bit. But like, stop, <laughs> like stop stop making these kinds of mistakes, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We've seen them many times, or we do not see them more in the future. Yeah. Uh all right next up so oh, but actually so faith did you did that feel good did it feel good taking lead on the story it did yeah. i actually knew about something that yeah. actually did that you're, you're welcome <gasps> thank you yeah don't do it again moving on uh, <laughs> see that was an attack right at you um <laughs> all right next up this is a small update on a long-running story mario and rabbids sparks of hope the second dlc is called the last spark hunter and <clears throat> a trailer is coming soon we got a uh, new t we got a teaser for it the other day and in it we see mario and crew going to the melodic gardens which has somehow gone offline and when we get there we see a uh, spark hunter who is along the lines of edge and the others uh saying like oh right on time so yeah bad things about to drop okay. <laughs> and this is the second of the three dlc packages for the game the first one the temple of doom is already available if you have the season pass and yes that was an excellent impersonation of men umbrella you're welcome 
And the third one is the Rayman DLC with Mario, sorry, Rabbit Mario and Rabbit Peach. That'll be coming later this year. So, yeah, yeah, that one I'm still waiting. Yeah, looking yeah, forward. That one I'm curious about because, like, how big are you gonna go with that? Because I mean, you're bringing back Rayman for this DLC. It has to be, has to be, has to be worthy. Yes, I mean, like, I haven't heard Rayman in, like, many years since the Wii U, and yeah, Switch days. Oh, man, that's been so long. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes, all right? Uh, next up, let's see. Okay, small one, and it's just because it was just so odd. The 3DS got an update the other day. <laughs> huh? Huh? It's like, not. What? It's like, hmm? Intensifies. Uh, sorry, Jojo reference, yada yada. Uh, but yeah, it got an update, but why? Because it was trying to stop pirates. That's right, Mateys. We're trying to steal all your 3DSs. No. Uh, someone was they were to... trying to stop Captain Hook from taking over Neverland? Well, <gasps> never say never. Mm. Yeah. I also was going to say Never Say Never again, but that's a Bond reference. I don't know if you would have gotten that. So I wouldn't have. There you go. See? <laughs> this is why I have to have to think. Like, like, do I make this reference in front of Faith? Every single time. Anyway, but yeah. So they made this, this patch or update or whatever to try and stop the illegal pirating and modding of 3DS games. And then some hackers found out about this and go, we don't care. <laughs> and they've already gotten a way around it. They really have circumvented it, does this patch. And it's like, yeah, at Nintendo, you try to go and bar against pirates and actually try like bar people actually playing the entire library, which that you have officially shut down with no legal access. And like, oh, no, no pirate. You, may, you are in the legal right. Again, many times though, you are in the legal right, but you are so wrong for just like, say, you don't want money? Yeah. Like, no, this is why people pirate your games. Like, oh, we want to give you money, but you won't give, have legal legal channels. So fine. Oh, yeah, hard, hard, fiddle, Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can understand, I, for the record, I do understand why Nintendo was trying to do this. You know, pirating games is bad, modding games to a certain extent can be bad depending on what you do with it obviously but <laughs> them just saying like okay we're gonna put this update out so we can stop this kind of thing and then the hackers just go no <laughs> i don't i don't care i don't oh we're gonna stop you i don't believe you i mean like nintendo you had a nintendo ninjas i get it you you sent out cease and desist orders many times over but you cannot stop against human drive and wanting to play your games illegally just because you you shut them off you you made this bridge you cut you cut it off that bridge so therefore we make our own bridges so yeah this is uh this is this should be a lesson ladies and gentlemen this this is a lesson for all of us you know hackers always find a way okay they forget life finds a way hackers find a way that they and, do yeah they and do. finally for our Let's call it the main event of the news section. Let's talk about the PlayStation Showcase. <laughs> oh, boy. Now, it's usually something we don't talk about because, you know, who cares what the other publishers do? We're Nintendo fans, and we get the best stuff, and that's fact, Jack. Um, but yesterday was the PlayStation Showcase, and if you didn't listen to our live stream, me and Faith were there, and we watched the whole thing start to finish, and it was mid-AF. <laughs> Like, and Faith and I both agree on what the best thing was. What was that, Faith? Spider-Man. Spider-Man? 
and Marvel Spider Man too. Yeah, Venom baby, mm-hmm. not the one you were expecting. Because, well, no, you know, story. But uh, yeah, it, that game looks so good and so gross. I mean, I, I'm I fully acknowledge we were never gonna get either of those games on the Switch, and I'm actually okay with that because I don't think the Switch would be able to run it. The PS5, the power of the PS5 is just yeah. Yeah, PS4, you need PS5, that, you need and, that power. and I, I played it on PC, but both of those c- consoles and the PC render it beautifully, and I'm fine with that. But like that is their trump card for this year, and like that's fine. Like by all means, like it looks beautiful. The story looks great. I love the Venom suit. Uh, I love that we're getting the Lizard and Kirk Connors, uh, Craven. Oh my God, we're getting Craven. And for the record, I'm more hyped for the video game version of Craven than the movie version of Craven. So ah, yeah. I don't trust so I don't trust Sony after Morbin time. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the rest of it, though, was totally mid. It was basically all trailers, very little gameplay. Like, they were trying to do, like, shock reveals, and it was just a little... Only, like, two or three games. Like, I'll give props uh, to our co-host, Scott. Like, yes, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy. Like, yeah, that RPG. Again, we've been waiting for, like, about four years since since this first announcement, so... Okay, I'll give you that, Scott. But there's only the only two other major surprises were one, obviously, with Metal Gear Solid uh, Three, uh, Delta, Snake Eater, and like, yeah, many people was losing their their minds on that. And of course, naturally, uh, the other one being Dragon's Dogma Two, which that one I know a lot. Of, it's a niche, but a lot of people wanted that game for so long. So, but everything else, like, apparently, this was supposed to be like some people say, like. That Sony themselves said, like, get ready. This is the the presentation that's gonna like so- celebrate like uh, E3, like Sony's big time. It ain't big time, dude. It ain't big time. Yeah, and I know Faith was excited for part of it, not just because of Spider Man, but uh, because of like the VR two showing. And were you impressed by anything there? Honestly, no. And I'm kind of depressed about it. Because it's like, looking at the games that we have for the PlayStation VR 2 now, it's like we have The Walking Dead, and we have Resident Evil, and we have like Star Wars, and we have like all of these big, you know, pretty decent games. And then it's like, we watch that, and like, yeah, some of them, I guess, would be like, okay, they're they're not terrible games. But it's like, I feel like we didn't have anything there to like be excited about, really. It's just like, okay, yeah, when it releases, I might glance at it, I might play it, I might buy it, I don't know, we'll see. But I feel like it just wasn't anything to be excited about. Yeah, and I and I totally get that because even just even though I don't have a PlayStation, I can be excited for games. Like I'm excited for when Marvel Spider-Man Two eventually comes to PC, even though it'll probably be like mm-hmm. a year, year and a half or whatever. But the only thing I was like, okay, this looks interesting, was Metal Gear because I have played the original Metal Gear trilogy. Uh, I didn't get to play four or five or a Peace 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 Walker. Yeah, that was um, a PSP. Yeah, 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 on the PSP. But I, I enjoyed the first three. They were legendary titles. But and I and I know why people are excited for the remake, despite Kojima not being a Konami anymore. It is Hideo Kojima. Acknowledge you, Konami. I will not forget that. Acknowledge, acknowledge. So, you know there are. But looking at like people, the biggest criticism was like it was just trailers and like very little gameplay, and it's so mm-hmm. true. It yes. was. They were just like, and even like the Metal Gear trailer, it was about, they, they wasted like, what well, was like a minute or so just showing off like a bird getting, or a fish getting eaten by a bird and all of a sudden Snake pops out of the water. Well, apparently it is a, a reference when, yeah, with Snake facing off against Gator, it is a fight, a reference to the fight in 3. So, yeah, yeah that's screw, a Screw your references. Just show <laughs> Snake it's Snake. Remember, it's Snake it's Snake. 
not Solid Snake. This is the prequel. Yes. Remember that. So, but yeah, but the biggest atrocity, <clears throat> atrocity that we had to witness in this game was that there was a Splatoon ripoff. It's called, I kid you not, Foam Stars. I mean, look, here at the NFB Podcast, we don't want to go and be that those guys to gatekeep ideas from... Yes, we do. Uh, uh, <laughs> we are going to be that today. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Spread the diplomacy. Then there, that Todd. I'm sorry. When was this democracy? Diplomacy. diplomacy. No, forever. you want to go and burn bridges. Fine. Go ahead, dear host. Like, I can, I can burn the bridge and then craft a vehicle to get over it because I am part of the Tears of the Kingdom Empire. Um... Also, I finally realized why it's called Tears of the Kingdom, and it's actually rather clever. But this game is called Foam Stars, and when the game, like when the trailer started, it just seemed like you know your typical thing, and then all of a sudden, it's this four v four. But stop me when this sounds familiar. A four v four multiplayer title in which you use a certain substance to try and coax over the battlefield and hurt your enemies. You should have said stop like five times. <laughs> okay. But yeah, and the only difference really between Splatoon and Foam Stars—that's just a stupid name, Foam Stars—is uh, that you uh, a it's quote unquote more realistic looking characters versus the Squid Kids and Octolings. They're basically anime hero fighters. Yeah, it's it's terrible. But and oh, it's foam instead of ink. And here's the worst part: it's made by Square Enix. So how did they go from like the RPG masterminds? And then the Forsaken people to this. <laughs> and, like, yeah, okay, granted, there are some ideas that, yeah, they are new. For example, the foam terrain, you can basically surf on, sneak in. Like, oh, wait a minute, that doesn't sound like egg, but you can surf on it. So, okay, that's one new idea from you. But the fact that even some, okay, you got a, a, a trigun mini splat, a splatting, a, a minigun. You also got like dual wielding guns. Oh, that's dual splatlies. Oh, and the fact they have literal. Splatoon specials. They had the first Kettlewell from Splatoon 1 and the Rollerball from Splatoon 2. Yep. It's like, jeez Louise, like, Square Enix, what the heck? I mean, sure, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, but jeez, a bit on the nose. Yeah. And hey, you can customize the looks of your characters. Wow, that's so original. Oh my gosh, I've never seen that done before. Uh, let's see, ever. anime other, a uh, Fortnite, uh, Apex, yeah. or like, oh, no, oh, no, 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 it's different. No, it's it's to it's totally different. Mm-hmm, it's different. Yeah. So, yeah, I just... Like, I... <laughs> again, at first, the trailer was fine. Like, okay, you know, maybe a shooter kind of title. Then I'm like, like what is this? Foam? the heck is this and <laughs> it just kept getting worse and i'm just like what is this madness like what are we what are we seeing here what are we what is this experience that we are going through and it's foam it's called it's literally called foam stars we are not kidding about that is is called is a square enix game called foam stars why <laughs> It is just like an absolute that trail like oh foam stars like oh instead of ink we use form oh you don't want to go with the good the good old guns of all days like Call of Duty that you have been doing for the past two decades or three decades but no this time we're doing foam now it's like <laughs> the fact they're just doing like Square Enix they're taking some ideas and of course like, with the other Square Enix I like uh, I know with um uh, with uh, Sony doing like the whole uh. 
uh, extens- extension controller they did. Like, that's basically the Wii U gamepad. I mean, continuing on the ideas, like, yes, uh, from Square Enix and Sony taking ideas from Nintendo again. Like, what was that one other game that was basically very breath of the wild? They had a paraglider. I mean, sure, we had, they, Horizon had a paraglider, but this time they have a new game with another paraglider that's very similar to Breath of the Wild. I mean, okay, unfair comparison, but come on, it reminds me of Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. What was that other game? I completely forgot. So, yeah, Square Enix do better. Like, and here's the thing. Based on all the other, and it, it, people might say, like, but isn't it a good thing that they're ripping off Splatoon? No. We already have unoriginality in Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. We don't need it. To and, um, yeah, like, what other studios can support their game pass over a year? Certainly not Square Enix. No, not even. And, again, there's there are multiple reasons why Splatoon works. Okay, there are multiple reasons. Okay, not it's not just and Splatoon three is the best of them, and still in my opinion, because yeah, 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 like I mean, between big run, the new seasons alone, that's already upgraded everything. But then the splat fests are just fun. They're constantly updating. They're doing like you know they have the leagues. It's constant updating and improving. Period. Yes, yes, and oh, oh yeah, um, Square Enix. I'm gonna try to even take on the the big league of Splatoon. Yeah, how about put in some waifus? Like yeah, they, you, the fact that we have like really? three main music groups in in Splatoon three, like and even had virtual concerts in real life here in here in, in the world, like yeah, unless you get to that point of it, like yeah, have like a musical group in Foam Star Heroes, like yeah, a, a musical idol group, whatever or some of that sort. And I again, you're under Sony, so you can't afford a VTubers now. Yes, go on the VTuber route. So. Yeah, unless you go for that uh, idol music group. Yeah. Good luck with that. Faith? Yes. I want to know. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Yes, Todd. There you go. Uh, see, she's learning. She's learning. But I just want to know that I was just trying to talk about how Square Enix was ripping off a really great game and that they should do better versus just trying to copy what other people have done. And the, 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 like, Will inevitably brings it back to waifus. Like yeah, it did, he didn't even like hesitate. He's like, yeah, we just go and we just go and drop this in there. It's fine. Yeah. Hey, if anything talks about culture, I'm the guy to talk. And again, deep oh, cut, Cali, yeah, Squid Sisters, uh, off the hook, and Cali, and deep cut. Come on, those were pretty much one of the main, all, a good solid reasons why you should get on Splatoon. If anything else, come on. I, I would not yeah, that's totally why I bought it. Sure. That's totally why. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. the, the fact that he would call them waifus, despite their it's in a get their octopuses age. or whatever they are. So it is a thief, huh? Yeah, you do not want to come in here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's just move on. This is getting scary now. <laughs> but yeah, Square Enix do better. And by the way, I hope your game fails. No, I don't. I'm not gonna. I won't be that guy. I will not be that guy. I mean, if it if Foamstar Hero does well, I mean, fine. At least now the PlayStation library has something to comp- well, quote unquote, compete with Splatoon. But yeah, I'm not holding my breath like, unless Square Enix continue, does that same route and actually puts in the quality. Yeah, I just and, and this this further leads into our main event, which is about the quality of games and what their launch. I don't have faith that this will be good at launch. I mean that, and I don't mean that as an insult to Square Enix specifically, as I have spoken. But you know, there's been a, this big trend about you know multiplayer and co-op games recently that they're not what they should be at launch. And 
with this being basically a ripoff of a beloved title, which was good at launch, fastest selling game in Japan's history, Splatoon three. I just I just don't know. We'll have we'll have to see. But seriously, Foam Stars, really? Like, what's that mean? Like, hey, can I can I copy your homework? Yeah, but don't make it too obvious. <laughs> it's yeah. it's it's obvious. Square Enix, you fail. You have failed this city. Much like the Flash season finale, series finale failed the whole show. Boom! Moving on. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so, so bad. Anyway, uh, now for our main event. Because as we've been teasing all show, we're going to be talking about the polish and quality of video games upon launch. And we have talked about this in the past. But with the news about Tears of the Kingdom being delayed a year, a whole year, to ensure its quality, uh, we need to talk about this. Before we talk about this, we do have to say goodbye to Faith. Sorry, you can't stick around for this one, but I know you, this, this is like the topic you like to talk about, so it's probably fine. Yeah. It's all right. Yes, Todd. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's <laughs> no, right. I, I, I have to go be responsible. Ugh. Can you believe it? No, uh, yeah. Um, I know. I know you can be responsible. That's why you're not the host. Wow. That was more of an insult on me, but sure, t I'll take. The it, it, I mean, it kind of was though. It was. You just called yourself <laughs> irresponsible. I mean, I'm, but yet, but yet, you do more work than all the rest of us do. Well, How does that work? Eh, I have my moments. Mm -hmm. Okay, y'all are gonna do great. Uh, uh, thank you, Faith. I'm also that every time. Y'all are gonna do great. Yes. <laughs> I just, I gotta, yes, I gotta yes, give y'all, I gotta give y'all that last shove. Y'all yeah. are gonna do great. You know, like me sending y'all off to school for the first day. You're gonna do great. Yeah, we should send you off once you get out the Great Plateau to Island, Tutorial Islands. Yeah. <laughs> like one, yeah. one hour later, she gets called to the principal's office. They did what? <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. User disconnected from your channel. And once again, I must say, of course, we're going to do great because now she's not here. So, <laughs> adore you, Faith. We really do. So, but we're going to talk about the quality of games at launch. And naturally, we're going to do this in a Nintendo discussion. Okay, so let's let's honestly not focus on just the grander history of recent uh, AAA games. Let's just focus on just this year, because in just this year, there have been multiple AAA titles that have had a certain amount of build, a certain amount of hype, uh, good publishers and developers behind them, and then they turned out to be either buggy as heck, almost unplayable, or completely below whatever expectations we had. And the ones I talk I want to talk about are uh, at least right now. Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which for the record, for the record, was a great game, but it was totally buggy, and you know it. Okay, like there was PC was unplayable for a bit. Right, 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 right. Um, and even on console, wasn't the best. Uh, Redfall. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I saw the Honest trailer and Escapist on that, and it was just like, wow, it really was that bad, wasn't it? And then uh, just just announced today the reviews for uh, Lord of the Rings Gollum on Metacritic were so bad that the PC version, no, the PS5 version is the lowest rated game of the year on Metacritic. And there were over 250 titles revealed on Metacritic this year. And it's the lowest! And that's a Lord of the Rings title. I mean, you have that property and you screw it up? The fact you mess up a license with that. I mean, yes, license games, they're trying to get it better, but the fact you mess up with Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, 
And then going back to Tears of the Kingdom, and Numa said this game totally could have been released in 2022. But he took a step back and said, we need to make sure that this is as good as possible for launch. It needs to look good, play good, physics work, gameplay, new gameplay mechanics work, because this was definitely d different than anything they had ever done before with the building mechanics. And <laughs> he wanted to make sure that everything was as near flawless as possible, and by God, he did it. Mm -mm -mm. By intent, God, he did it. I mean, now think about it in the timeline as well, because if they did release it during 2022, I mean, it would have competed against Animal Crossing New Horizon because, again, we had a whole pandemic to go through. But, so, so, but yeah, it's... Hey, hold on, stop. Uh, oh, well, then I got my timeline wrong, I forgot. No, tw 20, no, pandemic was 2020, and that's when Animal Crossing released because Nintendo created the pandemic to release Animal Crossing. Oh, uh, okay, okay, Remember? I'm sorry, sorry. I got, I Get got your it. timelines right, Will. <laughs> All right, all right, 2022 sorry. is when Pokemon and Splatoon and Xenoblade. Ah, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, it was last year. Yeah, okay, Those okay. Games I, came I, out. It's okay, it's okay, but yeah, it just boggles my mind more, more and more when I see a game that you know, okay, this is gonna be good, this is gonna be great, like this is gonna be magnificent at launch, and then I mm -hmm. hear things that are. You know, it's buggy. It's imperfect. It'll like it's not optimized. And e even like again, Jedi Survivor was great. I loved playing. Mm -hmm. There were total technical glitches and visual glitches. I'm like, how did this not get fixed? And I'm like, I'm watching cuts. And I told you about the scorpion with like the cylinder tail. Like, how did that have? That was definitely not part of that character's mm -hmm. design. But it was there. I saw it. And uh, the cloaks spazzing out like they were on crack or whatever. And there were things in cutscenes where I felt like the faces were moving improperly. Like, how are these things getting missed? And then going back to, and I know this could be hard for some of you, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Mm -hmm. Like, that game could have totally benefited, I'm not going to say a year, but even six months of polish and finesse and making sure that the Pokemon didn't clip through the bloody ground, which has never happened before. Like, on this scale. I'll go to say on this scale. But... How is it that the AAA developers are just saying, hey, let's rush this out? Why? <laughs> and, and again, it just it goes back to that history. People just like, the, of course, actually the shareholders, the big wigs up there, like, no, get this thing out. I don't care what product it is. We need money right now. And like, that's unfortunately one reality is that, like, one. The, the, the big head hunters, they want money, they want a, a return right now, and therefore these products get buggy products get released at the points as they are now. And like many people, I mean, with the exception of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which that sold millions, but it's just people like there'll just be some, there'll be those people that just simply just don't care for quality, which is really sad. Like, uh, and like again, we we're being a dead horse here, but the fact that we have to repeat this thing over and over is just like pretty much reflects the state of the game industry. Like, take your time with your video games. Like, how bad of a concept of idea is that? Polish up the ideas, make make sure yes, you don't have to worry about we do the day one patches and all that. Fine, but like at least take the time. Like, if you have to delay a game, delay a game. Yeah, and the reason we have to keep being this dead horse is because they keep making these bloody mistakes. All right. And, and even the games, like uh, like The Last of Us. Last of Us uh, Part 1 Remastered, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Last yeah. of Us Part 1 on PC. That game was so unplayable that our boss, Keith, literally told me, Todd, do not play this game after I give you the code. Like, wait for it to patch together, 
and then play it. And thankfully, I played it at a good enough spot where I could do my review, and it was it was good, but uh, great even. But like that should not have happened for a, a studio that made like one of the best games ever. It's not oh, it's one of the best games ever if you're not playing on a PC. That's not how it works. And then <laughs> for like Jedi Survivor, they that game was supposed to come out on, in March on the same day as Bayonetta Origins, which is something I actually lamented on the podcast because I had to pick between the two games. Thankfully, I didn't have to worry about that. But then it like, oh, it got delayed a month. It clearly wasn't enough. And yes, it's still going to be a game of the year tender, but it it got held back because of its technical glitches, especially on PC, which they're still working on. And th then you have Redfall, which is... And that's not just ra some random studio saying, like, hey, we're making this big title. This is Arcane, who's mm. made Game of the Year nominees between Dishonored, Deathloop, uh, Prey wasn't, it was a little more mid, but it was still, you know, it was you know, tried and true to It them. was solid. They were at least solid. solid. That's exactly it. Well, it was solid. And then they turn out this, which was either barely playable, incredibly easy, incredibly boring, and it's like, this is Arcane. What happened? <laughs> And we can keep making and and Will, you made a, a good point about uh, you know, hey, we need to make money now. If you don't make a good game, it's not going to make money. There's a difference between some of these releases and the success that they've had. Like you, you pointed out, Pokemon did well. It did well because we were so hyped at launch that we were going to buy it in spite of the bugs. And same thing with Jedi Survivor. Like that game had so much hype going into it that it was a case of, oh, we need to buy it because we got to see what happens next with Calcastus, you know. And then the bugs, you know, they were kind of a setback, but it wasn't, you know, impossible to play, which was their benefit, <laughs> not their this, this destruction. But then you look at a game like Saints Row, that reboot, which was, it totally got rushed out. There is no doubt in my mind that one got rushed out. It was so Oh, for sure, launch. for sure, for sure. And you know what happened? Uh, uh, Deep Silver lost like $100 million on that game because it didn't sell enough, and they... They, they just didn't do enough, and no one bought it. And then even when they did, like, these big update overhauls, it's like, who cares? You did this, like, six months later. And then, let's not forget, of course, Cyberpunk 2077. You know? That game, yes, it did bounce back eventually, but that took two years. Mm -hmm. And a Netflix series. <laughs> let's never forget that. It was saved by a Netflix anime where Studio Trigger literally told CD Projekt Red, don't interfere. Like, we're doing this our way. Do not mess with us. They literally told them that. Like, do not mess with us. This is our thing. And it's saved in your license and IP. Yeah, you're welcome. So, but again, that think of all the things that had to happen. Two years of updates, two years of fixes, and an Xbox anime for people to say, you know what, maybe we should give Cyberpunk another try. And then it started to sell well again. But there were refunds, returns, bad reviews. CD Projekt Red, like, their stocks plummeted. They had, they had announced a richer remake and a sequel game just to get back some good faith like that's how bad and look and then look how that's been progressing not at all <laughs> they even try to go and remake witcher i mean again after with the the, the show itself with the main guy yeah, henry Cavill, i think that was henry his name. Cavill, yeah. yeah like i left the show and like now do it this try to remake the witcher try to capture that lightning once again uh, <laughs> don't hold your breath people don't hold your breath and look, we're being honest here. We're not asking for much. And here's this, and as and I know that everyone, a lot of people really hate, especially if you're like super loyalists, 
every, a lot of people hate saying like, oh, follow the Nintendo example. You need to. <laughs> like, my gosh, it should not be this hard to make a great game. Or let me put it this way, a polished game. Making a great game is obviously debatable. But making a polished game should not be this hard. Making a game that at the very least meets the minimum requirements of being fun and enjoyable and replayable mm. shouldn't be hard. It's just, yeah, and again, the, the, the examples have existed throughout history. The fact that indie studios have making much more smaller games. I mean, yes, com the size compared to like small games to AAA A studios games, like, yeah, maybe that's an unfair comparison. But the fact like, like indie like even one man teams can make a functioning game sure it's a rough maybe a rough game or all that like maybe just all that but the fact is a playable solid game from a one person team at, compared to like a hundred man's hundreds maybe thousands of people working on this triple a game and that came buggy like this you couldn't match the same ethic as that one person like that, that can make a working product is just like wow like that 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 inconsistency to to like again the quality of functioning solid game is just like you're supposed to have the budget and you can't do that much of your job is like it it boggles it's just simply boggling exactly and the 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 max the minimum that they should be pushing for is that we need to make this as good as possible for launch. And like you said, day one patches are sadly a part of our gaming lives nowadays. And we can understand if you need to, like, you go gold, but then you realize, oh, man, we, we didn't fix this. There's this or this. You spend that time making the day one patch. We understand it. That's fine. We're still playing it on launch day, more or less. But when you launch a game that is visually broken, gameplay-wise broken, completely unfun, and then you have the gall to say like, oh, well, why did this work? You know, why didn't, you know, oh, you know, sales didn't happen because of this, that, or the other thing. No, it happened because of you. And then Numa, who had literally the sequel to one of the best games of all time. And as we noted in that uh, one article, the, the GQ article, what most game developers consider the best game of all time. He had the sequel. He knew that no matter what, it was going to sell. He could have easily pushed that out just took in the sales and been happy. Did he do that? No. He said, I am going to make sure this game is as good as possible. Mm -hmm. And he took that extra year. And what do we have now? We have another, possibly one of the best games of all time, one of the most creative games of all time, one of the most fan fulfilling games of all time, and a game where you can, you can torture helpless uh, spirit animals of a forest. So <laughs> pop that. Yeah, it's that mentality. Like again, Aegis Newman mentality. I mean, yeah, even Sakurai's mentality. Yes. That kind of it's that same line mentality really should be more, more practiced in this gaming industry. Like, like I'm not looking at you, EA. Like EA, Square Enix. Like many, there are many people who can call names. Like are, are very guilty of this. But the fact is, like people, developers, publishers. By all means, take your bloody time. Work out the kinks. Take long as you need to. Like, yes, there will be those uh, uh, big wigs up there. Like, yes, you need to make profits and all that. But by all means, just 
money will come later if you take your time and quality with it. Like work out the kings, work out the bugs, and the money will flow after. Because again, the effort will show. Like from it, be it indie tapes or triple game titles, like you polish up the game, players will notice. Like you don't think we don't notice like all these like nitpicks, glitches, all that, like, all that. Like and you say like, oh, they they won't notice. We notice. We like, always yeah. notice. And again, this is the internet we're talking about. You yeah. don't think we're like. Unfortunately, the internet is ravenous. You yeah. you miss on one thing, we will people internet will, will go on you immediately. Yeah. So like by all means, like take your time with it. Take your time to polish it up. Do do follow an Adrian Numa. Follow what Sakurai did. Just like by all means, just the fact that we are begging just to make a, a working product. We're not even saying like a a, a triple A another breath of wild order. Just make a working product. Yeah. It's, it's just for like any of your systems, but it's just like wow. And, and I mean, I can hear some of the <clears throat> haters, haters, haters out there saying, "Well, there's other examples outside of Nintendo." You're absolutely right. Look at Red Dead Redemption Two, how long that game took to come out, or God of War Ragnarok. We were scared. A lot of people were scared about how you know, long that game was taken to make. Or, or how about the recent Marvel Spider-Man 2? We hadn't heard about that game in two years. Mm-mm-mm. And that uh, gameplay trailer was incredible. Yep, 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 yep. Or how about Final Fantasy VII Remake? Uh, yep. Yeah. That game was, like, announced, what, in 2014? Yeah, but it took almost to a point of a decade, yes. Yeah. I won't say Kingdom Hearts 3 because uh, of reasons, but, you know, the, the intent is still there. Um, but there are plenty of games from all the brands where... They waited the right amount of time, and they tried to make it as good as possible, and they released it in the right way. They did not rush it. They did not rush it. But then, you, but then there are examples of games from all three developers that they didn't do that, and they suffered because of it. Like a Redfall. Like, uh, how about Halo Infinite? How mm. about, and of course, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, like Forspoken, and certain others, Cyberpunk again. But when you fail everyone's gonna notice when you fail spectacularly at launch we're gonna talk about it because it's a focal point imagine if the imagine if the resident evil 4 remake was terrible at launch. Uh, thankfully it wasn't i heard like no major bad things about that nope, of, like, nope, nope, nope. changes from the original game which you know that that's just remakes central but uh like there was no like major visual things or technical glitches or whatever but if it had if they had ruined the adventures of leon s kennedy do you don't think that the fan base would have gone nuts the resident evil 4 especially resident evil again revered as one of the best games of all time yep you you missed that remake up of course people would be on it and thankfully that did not happen yeah and again look look back at final fantasy 7 people were begging for that game to re to to come out and they even the screen team admitted they basically had to start over from scratch at one point and it was gosh dang worth it i still haven't played it on pc but i will <laughs> eventually uh it's still in my steam <laughs> library i'm sorry not sorry Reese's. and yeah it, it just kind of goes back to that that thing i'm sorry to interrupt you so i thought they said like it's just like that's kind of thing i'm kind of like going back to another unlicensed game which is metro prime 4 they had to reboot the entire production yeah. thing yeah. which is like that thing like, while we are sad again and we have not heard news since at least they are doing the right thing of like yes we have to do this thing all over again yeah 
And when you, especially when you're doing like a series, like with Breath of the Wild to Tears of the Kingdom, if they had rushed it out and not done their due diligence, everyone would have said they just they should have just done something else instead of just making basically tears, uh, Breath of the Wild DLC. You know, because if the if the fusion and ultra hand mechanics didn't work like they should have, it would have just been seen as DLC. Like, oh, this is just a new story in the same world. The creative element makes an entirely different game. The, it has the exploration, that's the depths, that's the sky islands. It makes it all better and more fun because they took the time to make it shine versus just having it in there. So, game developers, please take the time, do it right. If you need time. Ask for it, take it, do it. And if you happen to be under the employee of EA, get out. <laughs> Especially now with how they're doing about EA Activision Blizzard and all that, how they're butching with Overwatch. <laughs> Forget Overwatch, about it. Overwatch, Mass Effect, you know, we could go on and on. But <laughs> the point here is we are willing to wait for good games. We have waited. We waited for Breath of, dang it, Tears of the Kingdom. I was so close. Tears of the Kingdom. We waited for Final Fantasy VII Remake. We waited for Red Dead Redemption 2 and Resident Evil 4 Remake and all these other games that took the time to do it right at launch. We will wait again. We got nothing but time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want if you want to, to print money, do it right the first time or don't release it at all. Mm-hmm. 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 Because there, there are things worse than death, and that's called internet ridicule. Oh, the internet never forgets. Yes, never. <laughs> you think, uh, like, oh, you like, okay, we just wait to this on the right. No, we have archive.org for a reason. It's like, I have an army. I have the internet. <laughs> and with that uh, tantalizing bit of power, uh, we are ending the episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. Do you agree that developers just need to take their bloody time and do it right so we can just enjoy the best versions of the games that we can. Please say yes. <laughs> this this is literally where you should just follow faith and say yes, Todd. Yes, Todd. So please do that in the comments below. I want to see an army of yes, Todds. Or on Twitter, if you want to reach out to me to say yes, Todd, I will understand. You're welcome. And uh, what did you think of the news about how Tears of the Kingdom had to do that basically an advertisement shift just to get people anticipated for it again. Were you amazed by that? What about the history of Super Smash Brothers Brawl? Are you glad Sakurai uh, did the things he did? And were you amused by some of his thoughts like with the online? Uh, are you eager for the next Mario and Rabbids DLC? And are you one of the modders slash hackers who got around a 3DS update? Don't let us know that one, but we're going to cheer for you anyway. <laughs> so for Falco Five, Warrior Will, I am Triforce Tile. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not allies. We've made it to the end of the level, and we did it with good quality. So raise the flag. <laughs>